Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 122. Well, I'm back from Royal Caribbean's brilliance of the seas. In this week's episode, we're going to talk all about my experience on board from dining to activities to more dining, what I did on shore, and everything else in between. There's a lot to cover in this episode and talking about my experience on board, and I want to share it all with you. So let's jump right into it. Here we go. As many of you know, I was on Royal Caribbean's Brilliance of the Seas just this past weekend over Thanksgiving for a four-night Western Caribbean cruise to Cozumel, and it was my first time on Brilliance of the Seas, and I'm back, and I'm happy to say, hey, I had a great time, and I want to share the details of it with you, so for anyone who's considering a Brilliance of the Seas cruise, or even a Radiance-class ship in general, I think this will be very helpful for you. So as many of you know, I booked Brilliance of the Seas over Thanksgiving weekend, and it was kind of a lot of firsts, right? My first cruise over a holiday, a major holiday like Thanksgiving. It was my first time on a refurbished Radiance-class ship. I was on Jewel of the Seas, but that ship hadn't been refurbished yet. And also the first time going on a cruise without my kids, me and my wife just alone. It was kind of an interesting experience there as well. So a lot of firsts, and this was kind of that, this is what attracted us to this. So first and foremost, we went over Thanksgiving weekend. What is it like cruising on a holiday like Thanksgiving, and what do they do on board that's different? Probably the most common question I get when people were asking me about this cruise. Here's what I'll tell you about it. Firstly, it's kind of interesting because they Rokerman does special things on board. So for Thanksgiving, mainly what you saw was a special menu on board, right? In the main dining room, there was a special menu in addition to the regular menu. So you had the regular menu, and then you had a couple of items. Obviously, there was turkey. There was a pumpkin bisque soup. There was pumpkin cheesecake and a couple other items as well for you to choose from. And that was essentially the extent of any Thanksgiving specials that were on board because, I mean, let's face it, otherwise, what else would you really expect to have on a Thanksgiving cruise? The thing I will tell you is it's kind of – it's really good for people who who don't necessarily want to celebrate the holiday in the traditional sense because you're definitely not going to get that on board. Quite honestly, it almost felt like we skipped over the holiday. I mean, we celebrated in the sense that we had – I had turkey for dinner that night, and it was quite good actually. It was very, very good, the the food they offered. But – you know, looking at it now, it you really feel like you didn't have that holiday. I'm not sure if it's the same thing for maybe like New Year's Eve, which essentially you're going to do the same thing whether you're on a cruise, you're at home, you're going to have a lot to drink, and you're going to be partying until well past midnight. Maybe that's different. But I think for holidays like Thanksgiving, even Christmas, July 4th, all those kinds of holidays, because you're doing a non-traditional holiday, you get a very different experience. So if your goal is to go on a cruise and have the same experience you have at home but on a cruise ship for Thanksgiving, that's not going to happen. But – if you want a special way to celebrate or just go on a cruise over you know four days that a lot of people already have off, it's a great way to do it. And I think a lot of people do use these Thanksgiving cruises as a way to kind of get around that. Either they don't have a lot of family around or it's too hard or whatever the case may be. You know, They're looking at this as another way. But again, I I was fine with it. I honestly had a great time. And just in general, I thought Brilliance of the Seas was a fabulous ship. We had a really great staff on board. We had a really good time as well in terms of the activities. I did a lot on board. The ship. I did a lot of the trivia. I had done a couple of trivia events before, but this time I did a lot. I went. I attended a lot of them. I won my first. Actually, won two event trivia. One was a general trivia in the morning, and the other was a Royal Caribbean Crown and Anchor trivia, which essentially was just Royal Caribbean trivia. And we had a fabulous time. It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that a lot, and it was just a cool experience. Even even when we lost, we had fun doing that. So from that standpoint. It was, uh, I guess, my first time really doing trivia, and I totally understand now why a lot of people do it because it's just a great – first of all, it, you know, it, you test yourself basically. You know this kind of stuff. It's 
it's a fun activity, but also it's a great way to meet people. I met a lot of people through trivia because what I would do is I was often either with my wife or I was alone. Maybe my wife was at the spa or taking a shower or whatever, and I would go and just say, hey, can I join your group? And I would randomly do this, and I've met a lot of people on board just by doing that. So it worked out really well, and I think so. If you're if you're looking to meet people on board, if you're maybe you're going solo or you just want to meet new friends on board, boy, going to trivia is a great, easy way to meet new friends. Just go up there and be like, hey, can I join your group? A lot of people – We'll be more than happy to have more folks in your group because obviously the more people you have on board on your group, the more likely you are to win because you have more knowledge, collective knowledge amongst yourselves, right? So that worked out. Now, another first, I mentioned first earlier in this cruise, and one of the big firsts that we did was the first time we booked the unlimited drink packages. Now, many of you know my, my opinion on the drink package beforehand. I would always tell people, well, do the math on it, but I don't necessarily think it's a slam dunk deal regardless. And I did it. I was, we had the premium package. Me and my wife did it. I think we broke even. Every day of the cruise, maybe there was one day we didn't, but pretty sure we booked, I broke even at least, every day of the cruise. Breaking even meaning I purchased enough drinks daily in order to have gotten my monies back on it. This is what I'll say. Let me start with the positive and then let's go to the negatives. The positive and the cheap one that I, I learned from this experience was the real benefit of the unlimited drink packages is your ability to basically get drinks in addition to just bars. I was kind of just assuming from the bar standpoint, but especially restaurants, boy, I loved having the drink packages, especially restaurants. We were at, at a Zooming, which I ate at three times out of my four days there. <laughs> I got a sushi problem, I admit it. And and I'm proud of it. <laughs> but I went there and I would have, you know, I would get a, a nice bottle of sake and a beer. And to pay cash for that, you know, the beer would probably cost me about six fifty. And I had a bottle of sake, so that's going to cost me at least ten to twelve dollars. You know, that's a lot of money for just a drink for myself, and I'm not sure I would actually pay that if I was paying cash. But with the drink package, it was perfect. It was wonderful. Rita's Cantina, same thing. I ordered the margaritas there, and it was an opportunity to really sample that. I think the the drink packages are really good if you're doing a lot, especially dining. Now, obviously, when you're at a bar, hey, it's wonderful. But I wrestled really. And this goes into the kind of the the negative, if you will. I wrestled with the idea of am I ordering drinks because I had the package? And a lot of times I would say, my wife and I would say to ourselves, should we get a drink? Well, we've got the package. Why not? And I can't tell you how many times I've said that. Now, I wasn't – I didn't ever got to the point of I'm just simply buying drinks in order to get my money's worth out of it. I never got to that point. It was only a four-night cruise. So maybe over a longer haul, maybe seven-night, that might have happened. But I felt like a lot of times I was just ordering drinks because I felt, well, I've got the package. I may as well get a drink. And – there were a lot of unfinished drinks I left behind, and I didn't really necessarily care. You may say that as a positive. Okay. I'm not even going to say that's a positive or a negative. But, you know, I just didn't feel like I was drinking every single drink for the sake of, like, you know what? I really want to drink. And I feel like that's kind of why you drink in the first place, right? You say, you know, I could really go for a beer right now. I could really go for a margarita right now. And it's kind of one of those things. Well, if I pay cash, I may not get as many drinks, but maybe I get more satisfaction out of them. At the same time, if I'm getting the drink package, I get an opportunity to try a lot of new drinks. I have the opportunity to get more drinks than I ordinarily would get. And I get an opportunity to also sample some better liquors. In fact, one of the things I recommend a lot, and I, I probably failed this eight out of ten times, specify the liquor you want. Case in point, you order a Bloody Mary. If you just tell them I want a Bloody Mary, they're going to give you the cheapest vodka they've got, which is fine most of the times. But then I started realizing, oh, I can ask for it. So I'll say, can I please have Grey Goose vodka with my with my Bloody Mary. But it's important to do that because that's a great way, first of all, to maximize the value of your of your package, but also get, you know, 
better liquor in your drink. So something to keep in mind if you do get the package. The bottom line is, what's my opinion of the drink packages? I think it's, I think my answer is still the same. Do the math on it. Figure out how much you've got to drink over the over the course of your cruise, and figure out is that a lot. Basically, the way I always say it is, you know, figure out how many drinks you have to have per day over the course of your cruise, and what think about what is your gut reaction. If your gut reaction is that's it, then you're fine. Get the package. You'll be awesome at it. If you're thinking about it, say, wow, that's a lot to drink. Maybe maybe you reconsider. Don't forget, with the drink packages, you don't have to buy the package in advance or even on day one. You can buy the package all the way at any point in your cruise until you have at least four days left in your cruise. If you've got a seven-night cruise, you can buy the drink package on day one, on on day two, on day three, You know, as long as you've got those four days left there. One thing I will recommend, if you do buy the drink package, if you say, yeah, Matt, I'll buy the drink package on my next cruise, I definitely know it. Okay, that's cool. Do not, do not wait for the first day of your cruise to book. It is a mistake. You will wait in line. The lines for the drink packages throughout Embarkation Day were always massive. And it's a lot of people, I don't know if they just didn't know about it. Regardless, book that on board, or book it online, actually, well before your cruise. You can lock in that price, split up the cost of your cruise, which is also a major advantage of the drink package. Do it in advance, because that way, you'll have it already preloaded on your car when you when you check in. And you'll have the, the cup waiting in your stateroom. And that way you're not waiting in line. I guarantee you, if you have the package or if you don't have the package, pay attention to those lines. Because on embarkation day, a lot of people don't realize the packages are available and they try to buy it. And I there's constantly long lines for that. So definitely a big tip there. We stayed in an inside stateroom, which was an inside stateroom. <laughs> there's not much to say about it. It was fine. We had a great time and served our purposes uh, well for what we needed. No complaints about that. I had some concerns about we were underneath the main dining room, I believe. I had no problems with noise at all. So I was that was a concern that I didn't have to worry about at all. In terms of activities, I mentioned I did a lot of trivia. We checked out a lot of the shows, the evening entertainment. My wife really loved that. There was a great uh, Broadway review show on night one. There was also the, fi- the finale show. I got dragged out. I'll admit it. I didn't want to go. My wife was like, I really want to go. And of course, and I want to make my wife happy. So I'll go, I'll go with you. She puts up with a lot. The least I can do is go to her show with her. We went to the show. It was really good. They, my favorite part was they did actually a tribute to John Williams, the conductor and composer, and they did music from Superman, Star Wars, Indiana Jones. Oh, I was so geeking out. E.T., I, it was the best 10 minutes of my life. They did a lot of other music as well, but in general, I really loved the live music on board. They had some great live music acts. They had this wonderful pianist and two violinists that were playing together. There was an amazing guitarist. There was uh, great piano players. I mean... I I, I const- the pub entertainer was amazing as well. I love the live music entertainment. It's why I seek that out every single night. When I wrote my blog post at RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com, which of course, if you're not aware, I was live blogging all, everything I did on on Brilliance of the Seas, and I'll post a link in our show notes at RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com to my live blog in case you missed it. So you can go check that out. And whenever I would go write it in the evening, I would go look at the cruise compass, figure out where the live entertainment was. And I went there because I wanted to have that. It was the perfect setting for me. I really enjoyed that. So big, big thumbs up for the live music, which is honestly something that's fleet-wide, not just relegated to Brilliant to the Seas. Royal Caribbean does live music, I think, the best of anybody out there. So definitely something to look forward to. In terms of other things that were on board, especially dining, I went to Izumi three out of four nights. (laughs) I guess it tells you I probably liked it, and I did. I really enjoyed it. I would recommend definitely the... The signature rolls are the best quality sushi on board. They're really good, and I enjoyed all the food on board. The 
Combination rolls are a very good value as well. There was the DX sushi combo, which was a phenomenal value. In fact, all the combinations were probably the best bang for your buck. In terms of, you know, a lot of times I wanted to try new things, but you would find a lot of the rolls, the smaller rolls, you know, like a couple of pieces at a time, weren't nowhere near the kind of value that the you got from the combinations. So look at the combinations, and also for the best sushi, look for those signature rolls because there's some really good choices on there. My wife had the Hot Rock, which was really, really good as well. The one interesting thing I noticed also, and this is, I think, only in Brilliance of the Seas I've seen so far, is that miso soup costs money in Izumion. Here's $2. Granted, it is a huge huge bowl of miso soup but that was a difference that i noticed compared to other ships even on anthem this is i was just on last earlier this month and they had on there a edamame and miso soup were complimentary but on brilliance it was just edamame so for what it's worth i had a great time on there we did lunch at giovanni's table it was exactly what i have had on, on other ships the thing i would say about giovanni's table is i think it really leans more towards people who enjoy seafood. If you enjoy scallops and shrimp, Giovanni's table is perfect for you. I think, and, and certainly pastas as well. I think I just ordered poorly. I had a cod filet, which was bad. I had my eggplant parmesan, which is really good. Probably the best eggplant parmesan they've got on board. And, uh, you know, I had a couple other salads and stuff like that. But I think it really, if you enjoy scallops or shrimp, boy, it's up your alley. I think that's a really good choice. So uh, I think my, my recommendation for Giovanni's table is go for a lunch. It's a little less expensive, and for for that at that price, it's really hard to beat, regardless of what you eat on there. Even the worst things are still a great value. And then we went to Chops Grill as well. It made my return to Chops. Loved it. Always entertaining. I love Chops. It's just such a consistently good experience. Amazing. I actually tried the tuna this time. My wife had the uh, her favorite, the uh, filet mignon. Had to go with that. But I went with tuna this time. I'm trying to eat healthier. Quite honestly, with all of you. And I went. I was leaning. There was a a, a snapper and a tuna and I asked the waiter I said what do you recommend I'm going with either and he without even batting an eye I said go with the tuna and with the tuna great choice oh it was so good I'm thinking about it now give me a second okay I'm back sorry <laughs> it was it was really good I really enjoyed it but chops is amazing just great service great food and I think really when we're talking about especially dining what, what brilliance of the seas does really well. And what makes it stand out is especially dining. She's got a lot of restaurants on board. In fact, there's still, there was Rita's Cantina, which I went to, and also they have a chef's table experience. But there's, it seems like that specialty dining is really highlighted on this kind of a ship. Maybe because there's not, you know, there's no flow riders, no bumper cars, there's no ice skating rink. So maybe people are more apt to then dine more. I don't know. But it's really a big difference on the ship compared to especially Jewel of the Seas. And I think that if you're looking at a ship like Brilliance of the Seas, a cruise to go on, you know, I would definitely take a good look at specialty dining. It's probably one of these in- instances where I recommend making reservations in advance for them because we actually went to make a reservation for Chops on formal night and we were flat out told there's nothing available and I was honestly shocked by it. So we booked for a different night. But if you want to book a specific day like formal night, Definitely book in advance, and I think formal night is probably the new rule we'll say on on this podcast, that if you're talking especially dining and you want to eat at one and you want to be at formal night, book it in advance. Book it online, lock it in because it seems like there's a lot of uh, other people with the same idea, and you you obviously don't want to be locked out of that. So definitely special dining is is something important. Now, we also went to Cozumel, Mexico, which I mentioned, and we – you know what? Even until that morning, I didn't have an idea what I was going to do, honestly. I was at the end, like I think the day, a day or two before the cruise, I came up with the idea of renting a car and we were going to do it. And we got off the ship 
I went to the there was a thrifty rental car location right next to the next to the port area. I went over there and I was like, okay, I'm gonna book it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna book a rental car. And then I realized I forgot my driver's license back on the ship. <laughs> so there went that idea. So instead, we did a little potpourri. First, we started out by going to next door to the port area, the International Pier, is a resort called El Cid, E-L-C-I-D. It's a beautiful resort. And for only $20 per person, you can actually get a day pass there and get access to all the facilities. And the $20 actually includes a food credit. We actually told them, look, we only want to go here for like two or three hours just to hang out for a little bit. Can we reach an agreement? So in the end, they gave us for both me and my wife $20 flat cost, no food credit involved. So it was $20 for both of us, and we all we did was sat at the beach. My wife actually took a nap on the beach, which she loved. I just hung out and did, I did a little periscoping. If you, if you, I think maybe some of you saw that. And you know, just otherwise, just check out the resort. It's very nice. It's very close to the port. I would say that if you're looking for a really easy way to spend the day or at least a couple hours, you know, relaxing and enjoying the pool and ocean. It's an easy one to go to. No no travel cost required because you can literally walk there. It's literally next door. So very easy. And it is quite beautiful, quite honestly. So definitely something I would recommend. So we did that. Then using their Wi-Fi, which was included in the package, I booked a massage for my wife in Cozumel, went to this lovely lady who is an uh, American expat who gave a massage out of her house and my wife got a beautiful massage there. Then we went and got lunch at my favorite place in the world because I was looking at other places but for lunch. But I said, you know what? We're going to my favorite. We went to uh, Comidas Conceras Tonita, which is a beautiful restaurant. I'll put a link in our show notes to a review I've done on, on that restaurant. It's a, I love it. It's, a, it's this hole-in-the-wall restaurant where no one speaks any English and it's totally authentic food. No touristy foods to be found. It was so good. So good. Best guacamole and salsa. And I had a I had this grilled fish. My wife had this grilled chicken. Oh, so good. So I loved it. So if you're looking for authentic food, boy, it's a great stop there. We did some shopping in town. We went to uh, Chocolateria, which was really good. Oh my gosh, so so good. And then we also went to we found this coffee place, uh, Cause Coffee, C O Z Coffee, and they had the best cup of iced coffee I've ever had in my life. I don't know what was in it. They explained it to me. I didn't care because I was just like. I was enjoying it, but it was amazing. I did another Periscope from there as well. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we just kind of took it all in. And we did a little exploring, which is what I love doing. But there's so much more to do, quite honestly. But that's what we did. And we were happy with it. We had a good time. It was beautiful weather in Cosmo. Boy, it was like perfect weather. You know, maybe high 70s temperature, no humidity. It was the best temperature I've ever had there. Usually, it's sweltering hot. Not that day. It was very, very nice. I was very pleased with that. The other thing I'll mention about my cruise on Brilliance of the Seas is on day two of our uh, of our cruise, which was a sea day, we had really bad uh, motion in the ocean. The The waves were really high, about two to four meters. The captain actually warned us on embarkation. He said, it's going to be rough seas. And it was rough. It was the roughest I've experienced. My wife actually got seasick. This is why we bring Bonine on every single cruise we go on. And something I always recommend, why not bring it? It costs you like $7 in the pharmacy to, to buy some. And uh, so we did that. We were fine. I mean, we took the medicine, then we felt much better. But it was really surprising because it was not stormy or anything. Uh, but nonetheless, it happened. You deal with it. And in our case, we just, you know, one of the, uh, the, the truth is one of the best ways to deal with seasickness is to take a nap. Because it's motion is great for sleeping, in my opinion. Not so good if you want to walk around and drink, but... You know, 
we, we dealt with it and we took medicine and we were fine. So that's my recommendation. Make sure you pack something like Bonine or go to your doctor and get one of those prescription patches that go on your ear. But be aware that can happen, but it's not the end of the world. That's the bottom line. It is not the end of the world. So in closing, what do I have to say about, about Brilliance of the Seas? It's a wonderful ship. Out of Tampa, I loved it. Tampa is a beautiful port, probably the nicest in terms of aesthetically pleasing cruise terminals I've ever been in. It is not a warehouse. It is a beautiful terminal. Very easy to get in and out of there. It's a great ship. If you're looking, I mean, you can't beat those rates. It's, I mean, the ones that are going out of Tampa, these four and five night cruises to the Western Caribbean are just, <laughs> I mean, they're so inexpensive. And if you're looking for a great getaway cruise, it's one of the best. And this is what I will say. The other thing is, and I, and I heard some people talking about this. You know, people are saying, well, you know, comparing uh, Brilliance of the Seas to like an Oasis of the Seas or Freedom of the Seas. And I say, you can't compare the two. You've got one of the biggest ships in the world versus one of the smallest that Royal Caribbean offers, you know, 2,000 some odd passengers on Brilliance of the Seas versus, you know, five, 6,000 passengers on Oasis of the Seas. It is going to be a very different cruise experience. If you've done the big ships, you're going to the smaller ships, which is a question we get a lot, you know, am I going to hate it or not? No, not necessarily, but it is different. You're not going to have the flow rider and the ice skating rink and all these other things to do on board, but you make up for it in other ways. And certainly, I think this ship has a lot of charm. It's a beautiful ship, lots of views of the ocean. I think that's something Royal Caribbean does really well with this Radiance class ship. And hey, it's very easy to get around. <laughs> and it's also very easy to find people on board because the ship is so much smaller. I felt like I was able to track anybody down that I needed to really track down. So I really enjoyed it. Is it going to take over my pole position as the, my favorite ship of all time? No, but I think my wife and I both had a great time on board. And would I book Brilliance of Seas again? Absolutely. I I would. I mean, it, it's hard to beat those rates, right? Another cruise out of Tampa for whatever we paid for it. You know, it's really hard to go wrong with that. So again, if you're looking for a great getaway cruise, Brilliance of Seas is a perfect choice for you. Once again, it's time to answer your listener emails. This is the part of the show where we answer your emails about Royal Caribbean in general, whether they're questions or comments, whatever's on your mind, that's what it's all about. And I also want to say a big thank you to the Royal Caribbean Blog Insiders. As many of you know, we've launched a brand new program called the Royal Caribbean Blog Insiders, where you have the opportunity to support the show and become a member of the Insiders and get exclusive content, rewards, events, and products, just t-shirts and stickers, and get also priority listener email access, early access to every single podcast episode, bonus podcast episodes and a whole lot more it's completely optional and a great way to support the show and it starts at just one dollar per month you can go from there but that's the basic bottom line to start with and you want more information go to our show notes or go to royalcaribbeanblog.com slash support for more, more info on that and of course i also want to make sure we thank all the insiders we that joined us in the month of november boy i am floored by the level of support we've gotten just in the month of november i mean october was great but we've gotten a ton of great support since then in, in, in November as well. So a big thank you to uh, Calvin Brown Jr., Gerald Donovan, Rich Freudenberg, Brian Dancer, Vanessa Olson, Takesha Latham, Stephanie Miller, John Burns, Paul Crow, Steve Ritter, Robert Osler, Keith Davis, Chris Jackson, Charlie DeFebo, John Kent, Bill Carney, Deb Vierkamp, Jamie Prouse, Russell Dameron, Angie Muma, Mark Cavanaugh, Brian... Vinaya Jasmine Ewers, Rick Mitchell, J.T. Milstead, James Dezember, William Hirsch, hello, Billy, Michael Boyce, and Rob Chang. Thank you all so much, guys, for your support. Love that. And I cannot wait to see 
uh, everyone else is going to be joining us here on the Insiders because we've got such a great community we're building with us Insiders. And it's the least I can do to say thank you for all of your support uh, for Royal Caribbean Blogging and really being there for for everybody in terms of uh, you know, powering the dreams and ideas I've got for Royal Caribbean Blogging. It's all because of you guys. So thank you all so much. And, of course, more details about the Insiders over at royalcaribbeanblog.com slash support. All right, let's get to your emails. And our first email this week is from Bill Carney. Where it's, hey, Matt, thought I'd share a question that I was asked about cruising with a family member. They want to know why they should use a travel agent when they can book everything online. I explained the benefits as I saw them, but it occurred to me that I would really like to hear Becky Menken talk about how she would answer that question. Perhaps she could talk about how an agent handles a booking request from a new customer from the beginning to the end. What are the steps it takes, the decision points the customer is presented with, and the services that agent provides after the booking is made up to departure and maybe even during the cruise. What's the total value proposition offered by the agent? I think this would be a valuable topic for new cruisers. Bill, love the email. In fact, I'm going to send your email right now directly to Becky because I would love to have her on here. Becky, of course, as many of you know, is the owner at MEI Travel. MEI Travel, full disclosure, is a sponsor of RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com. But I've been working with them for a long time and they provide some great uh, service, in fact, and that's what using a travel agent is all about. It's all about service. Yes, you can book it all on your own and do everything on your own. 100% correct. There's no reason you can't do that. The reason why I always recommend travel agents, especially to people that are new to cruising or at least new to Royal Caribbean, is the level of service you're going to get. A good travel agent will give you, provide you a ton of support, a ton of great options and advice. They're there in your corner. They're not just there to take your money. Anybody can do that. They're not just a middleman to take your money. First of all, I should also mention, speaking of money, Royal Caribbean pays them. You don't pay them anything extra. Using a travel agent should not cost you anything extra beyond what the fare is. The thing is they give you that service. And let me give you an example of the service. If you're new to cruising, maybe it's giving you advice. Do I book this one? Do I book that one? Can you price out this option, this option, this option? What about this option? What if I go this? All those things, they'll do that for you. In addition to that, they also provide you service, not just when you book, but every day between when you book and when you go on your cruise, even during your cruise. If something goes wrong, if there's a problem, they're in your corner. It's almost like insurance, right? Why do you have insurance? Because if something goes wrong, they're there for you. Same thing with a travel agent. They also provide that kind of experience. And also, great point. I was getting off. I got off Brilliance of the Seas, as you all know, on Monday. I had a seven-hour drive back home, so I'm driving. And I get a text message, and my wife checks my phone because, of course, I'm a good driver. I don't, take, I don't check my text messages. And lo and behold, it's my travel agent who tells me I just saved five hundred dollars because she was looking at my latest, my latest uh, booking coming up here in February on a Royal Caribbean blog group cruise, which you can still book. By the way, I'll post. Speaking of shameless plugs, I'll post a link in our show notes to our group cruise information. It's on Lure of the Seas, February twenty first. You can join me for that. Anyway, so that particular sailing. My agent from MEI Travel sent me an email and said, hey, I just saved you all that money. How awesome is that? I didn't have to lift a finger. That's, And that is a microcosm of why I use a travel agent. And that's why I always recommend using travel agents. And Bill, I think it's a great idea. We should definitely have Becky or maybe someone else on to talk about uh, why using a travel agent is so important and what they offer. Because I think that it, you're absolutely right, Bill. I think a lot of people either have preconceived notions of what travel agents offer or they're not quite sure, honestly, what they offer or why they should use one. So maybe that's a good idea to, to explore. Thank you, Bill, for the email. It's a great suggestion. Next up, we have an email from Phil Volusia, my good friend Phil, who writes, I rebooked my vacation to Hawaii on board this week. Luckily, the price had not gone up. I still have to cancel my first cruise. I get back $900 deposit from the first and only had to leave $150 for the, book, for the rebooking. I was told I can even request the same room at the time I canceled my old reservation. I used the $150 onboard credit for the cruise right there on now. 
you can have 60 days to transfer your booking to a travel agent. Awesome, Phil. Well, thank you for the info and the uh, experience there with uh, Next Cruise. Boy, I love Next Cruise Office. I love being able to go on there because why should you use Next Cruise? Next Cruise is, of course, if you remember from episode 115, we talked about that. It's basically the program Royal Caribbean offers where you're on board a cruise, you can basically book, or rebook in this case, a, a Royal Caribbean cruise, and you get a booking bonus by booking on board. It's basically like a, well, you're already here, so by showing your loyalty even before you leave the ship, we'll give you some free money. That's what it is. And Phil got some right there. And it's one of the things I say, if you, as long as you know you're going to take a Royal Caribbean cruise at any point in the future, as long as you're, as long as you're okay with taking another Royal Caribbean cruise, it's the best thing you can do because essentially it's free money. On top of anything else Royal Caribbean is offering, you get free money on there. Hard to go wrong. So that's why I'm a big fan of that. And Phil, glad to hear that you were able to take advantage of the next cruise as well. Love that, Phil. Awesome. Next up, we have an email from Johnny, Big Burly John on Periscope. Love John. He's a great guy on there. And uh, John wrote, Matt, many props, great accolades, and all that other stuff that means job well done for the wonderful and professional RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com website and podcast. I am truly impressed with what you have put together and accomplished. Compared to other blog websites, yours blows them away. It loads quickly. The content is informative and entertaining, and the layout is quite good. It also is nice that it loads on my phone formatted for mobile. Also, I think the podcast is the best ever, too. I I travel or drive extensively for my job, and you are always welcome company. Any plans for an app? Take care, and I will talk to you soon. Thank you for the email. Boy, first of all, thank you for all the compliments. It means a lot to hear that. I mean, it's a a daily grind. I enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. But I think there's a lot of work that I put into it, so I'm glad that you're enjoying it and you're enjoying the product. So thank you so much. Have I ever thought about doing an app? Have I thought about doing an app? Yes. Uh, is it on my radar? Yeah, to some extent, I would like to do it. Uh, you know, I would love to be able to put something out there. I'm, it's kind of one of those things, well, I'm not an app developer, so that's kind of hindering me in that regard. But I think I would like to explore that in the future to be able to put something together because I do think that they can offer some good benefits and, you know, obviously get some folks, make it easier. Uh, that's all it's about, right, is making sure that you can get your content from the blog, the podcast, Periscope, whatever's on your mind, easier. And if that's the way that you prefer to load it, hey, that's even better. I'm happy to provide it there for you. So I am definitely, it's definitely on my radar. So I guess I could say keep an eye out for something. Maybe it'll be coming down the pipeline. But I appreciate the email. Thank you, John. Always a pleasure to hear from you. Next, we have an email from Jose Pena. He writes, good morning, Matt. Thanks for using my idea in the recent episode. I have two questions. Can you recommend a few hotels for my back-to-back cruise for San Juan? Do you have any website to use in booking hotels? I'm running into some trouble. And if you can help me, I would really appreciate it. Great question, Jose. So... The hotel that I stayed at when I was in Puerto Rico for my Jewel Disease Cruise was the Sheridan Old San Juan. The reason I booked it, it was a little pricier than some of the other hotels, was because it's literally right downtown, very easy and convenient. And I knew I wanted to – it wasn't just downtown. It was in Old San Juan downtown. So I wanted to explore the city, and I didn't want to spend necessarily money on cabs or renting a car. This would just be simple, and it was absolutely simple. And in fact, honestly, the rate wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. We got a pretty good deal. Of course, booking in advance always helps with that. So the Sheridan Old San Juan is definitely a great hotel. There's a lot that are available both in Old San Juan and just outside of Old San Juan. kind of depends what you're looking to do. If you're going to be flying in at, let's say, 7 o'clock in the evening and your cruise is the next day, hey, stay somewhere that's inexpensive and reasonable, right? But if you're looking to explore, again, what are you looking to do? Are you going to Old San Juan? Are you going to do some other things in Puerto Rico? You know, go to the rainforest, El Yunque. There's a lot of options um, I think it just depends on what you're looking to do, essentially. But if you're going to be doing a lot of stuff in Old Salem, if you're spending a day in Old Salem like I did, maybe what you should really do is consider a hotel downtown. But if you are staying outside, there's plenty of taxes. very easy to get back and forth. Uh, in terms of what ho- website do I use to booking it? There's not one I go to. It's my go-to one. 
I just kind of do a potpourri of websites that are out there, you know, check out all the major aggregators and basically I'll start out with, you know, maybe a, a site like TripAdvisor to figure out which hotel I want to stay in. And then I will obviously apply them to all these other websites to figure out where, where the best rate is. Honestly, in a situation like that, maybe if you don't really care all that much, Priceline is always a good option. Something I really recommend because the reason why Priceline can be really good is because you get to name your own price. You don't necessarily know what hotel you're going to stay in, but you can save a lot of money. And I've had very good experience there. Jose writes, also, P.S., I just signed up to Periscope and linked it to the RCL blog. Nice. Thank you. And as always, thank you for the podcast. You do an incredible job. Well, thank you, Jose. I appreciate that. Very kind words. And, of course, Jose has actually become a regular now over on Periscope and love talking to Jose about Royal Caribbean. So thank you, my friend. And our last email this week is from Anne, who writes, Hi, Matt. It's AnneBeth426 on Twitter here. I just want to send in an email out of Twitter since it's limited to 140 characters. Your podcast cannot be explained in 140 characters, neither can your blog. You do an excellent job at managing it and keeping me on my toes for tips about Royal Caribbean information. Thank you very much. Next year, I'm going on Freedom of the Seas with a lot of family members, and we're doing a Western Caribbean itinerary. One of the ports is Grand Cayman. I was just wondering if there are any activities at the port or around that do not require that much walking. Since my grandparents can't walk as much as our, our younger generation. Thank you so much for the daily weekly updates and the podcast by you. They are wonderful. P.S. When I first found out that you were doing, you were going on Freedom of the Seas, I researched hours every day to find out more. Then I stumbled upon your blog and discovered your podcast. Every time I listen to it, it makes me feel like I'm in heaven. Thank you so much for the wonderful blog and podcast. I cannot thank you enough. Wow, man. Thank you so much for the compliments. That means a, I, I love it. Thank you. I'm, I'm so glad we can help because, of course, the goal of Royal Caribbean Blog has always been to help you have a better Royal Caribbean cruise, you, global you. And... It sounds like that's helping, so I'm so honored that you found the site and you enjoy it and you continue to enjoy it. So that's awesome. So Grand Cayman, things to do near the port. The good news is that you can when you're going to be taking a tender. So don't forget your ship's going to dock out in the harbor, and then you take these little small boats to bring you in. Once you're there, basically Grand Cayman is you're, – you're in Grand Cayman. It's a very small town in the sense of where the downtown area is, and uh, I believe Georgetown is the name of the, the capital. And there's a lot in there you can easily walk to from there. Now, the highlight of Grand Cayman is probably Seven Mile Beach, which you probably would be better off taking a taxi to. And it's not very expensive, not very far either. Probably just a couple miles and you're already starting to hit it. I'd say if you were to walk it, given your grandparents and their mobility issues, that may not be a great idea. So if you're going to do that, I would recommend either a taxi or an excursion. But there is plenty to do just around the port area. There's a lot of sh- It's basically shopping, right? Shopping and dining. That's where you're going to find just in and around the area, and there's plenty of it. You can easily make a day of it. Again, it's just how much you're willing to walk even when you're there. So if you're looking for dining and, and shopping, yeah, you're fine with where you're, you're going to find that. In fact, there, if memory serves me correctly, there may actually even be a public beach like right around the area. Is it the most beautiful beach in the world? Eh, maybe not. But then again, it's hard to go wrong with any of these beaches in general. But dining and shopping is definitely around there. But Seven Mile Beach is not very far, even by taxi. So... Consider that as an option, potentially. But if you just want to have an easy going, hey, we just want to get off the ship, explore a little bit and get back, then your grandparents will have no problem exploring the uh, the area of their Grand Canyon because there's a lot of shopping and dining and things to do just in the port area. It's not like you have to travel very far to get out there. It's not like uh, I'm trying to think of a port that's the opposite of that, which would be like, I guess, Belize, Falmouth to some extent, you know, that kind of thing. No, this is... When you get off the ship, boom, you're there. And that's the good news. And there's plenty to do over in Grand Cayman in general. But, again, if you're just looking for that easy experience as you get off the ship, 
There's lots of shopping, lots of dining. So hopefully that answers your question there, Anne, and looking forward to hearing more from you about your experience as you lead up to your Freedom of the Seas cruise. And thank you to all of you for all the wonderful emails and, and comments. I love it. I love that we get to talk Royal Caribbean every week. This is what it's about. It's about you guys. I do the podcast for you, so if you're enjoying it. That's awesome. And I'd love to hear it from you. So if you've got a question, like Anne, or you have a comment, or just an observation, maybe you read something on Royal Caribbean blog and say, Matt, I want to talk about this topic. Hey, let's talk about it. Send me an email, Matt, M-A-T-T, at royalcaribbeanblog.com M-A-T-T at royalcaribbeanblog.com I really appreciate it thank you all so much for the wonderful comments and I, is, is it next Wednesday yet? because I just want to talk Royal Caribbean again with all of you so anyway have a great week and until next time I'm Matt Hotchberg and we'll talk again soon